Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Good morning, <laughs> afternoon, or evening. How do you mess up an intro? Oh man, I've got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> Lord afternoon Lord. or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Do we do start this, again or We not? do this in one take, Jackie Boy. <laughs> oh, damn it. The imperfections are there, it's who we are. Um, with me today, as always, sitting next to me is the J-Man, Jack Manuel. Mate, my throat is clear. Your throat is clear. That's yep. good. That's a yep. good way to start a podcast. It definitely is. I should <laughs> definitely learn from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Apologies. You, yeah, you are the quote unquote host. I'm sort of like the guy who feeds off your. You got the computers with you. You press the buttons and stuff. Yeah, so you should be the one who is on point. But look, I respect you, mate. I the like you said, the imperfections <laughs> make us perfect. My name is Nick Busink, and did you know, Nicholas, that the events of last night definitely uh brought in some uh bad things in my throat but, oh right I, yeah, I'm, you, I'm, that's very that, vague that's insinuating a lot of things are we gonna let i think we'll leave it there and just like leave it completely <laughs> open where people can just be like it what is, the hell did nick do last you night make of it what you want to make oh it. <laughs> i like when you put the mic close to your mouth yeah that's it just do the the nice he put some other tones. he put some other things close to his mouth <laughs> that led to the throat imperfections. We have, uh, I've been told that we have children that listen to this podcast. So oh yeah, we do. Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I need, to, oh, I need to focus on my tone, my levels. Yeah, that's this right. Is, this is how I'll you be can't, You can't be crazy. For the rest of the people. podcast! <laughs> now you just scared that small child. Yeah, um, I scare small children on a daily basis. I'm a primary, <laughs> your primary school teacher. I'm a primary school teacher. Perfect. All right, you can contact us on Twitter at the JmanJBT is my boy Jackie Boy. He's doing a lot of nets. Uh, stuff uh, that, that's a true. lot of nets posting i posted for the first time with the nba season <laughs> i saw it i'm like wait nick tweeted <laughs> oh yeah and uh, was i the only one that liked it and I, I think maybe i didn't even check <laughs> um i mean it was a non-popular take <laughs> uh at the jbt nick uh, it's at jbt nick if you want to follow me as well uh we are closely affiliated with otg basketball they've got an awesome podcast network and news website you can get up to date with all things mba uh, make sure you give them a follow on Twitter as well, at OTG. We've got merch, mate, design tree, slash, DSG off DSG. the glass. I'm getting to that. Okay, sure. Pronounced design tree, but it's spelt DSGN. Essentially just rip out those vowels. Who needs them vowels? No one. Uh, Designtree.com, slash, off the glass. I'm not Jack anymore, I'm JC. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Why C? Because I have a J and a C. There's no A in my name because that's the vowel. The only vowel. In oh, yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm, I'm is like, you? Your last name is it? I don't know. <laughs> Minnell. JC Minnell. JC Minnell. I actually like that. That's like a good rapping name. What JC Minnell. <laughs> that's a good rap name. You've found no, your rap name. That's no, good. Not at all. I'll, uh, fe- I'll feature on one of your new tracks for the third album. <laughs> <laughs> JBT Podcast at gmail.com. You can. Uh, Hit us up on email. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash justballthings. Nicholas. Mate, get that out of the way. Yes, thank you. It's BMS time. BMS, but before we get to BMS, Ooh. we're going to revisit some of our oh, yeah. predictions right. from the first episode. And we'll go with ones that we're happy with, any mulligans. But mulligans. I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off, my friend. Um, and my dumb predictions, which are certainly not very dumb right now because... Uh, my dumb prediction I'm very, very happy with is that Trey Young will make the All-Star team and Cat will be the best center in the league. Right now, Cat is the best center in the league. It's looking good. And Trey Young is, is a lock unless he gets injured for an All-Star team. Like That is going to happen. He has had uh, two spectacular games, currently playing his third soon-to-be spectacular game. Today? His, his stat line... Okay. His, his stat line is looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. Like, he had 50... He had 30, I think he's averaging, like, 37 points, like, 15 rebounds. Like, he's dishing the ball nicely. His defense has really improved, I think. Um, I've been listening to a few podcasts. The defensive scheme and changes really benefit a guy like Cat who doesn't have to move around a lot. You know, he's he's quick within short spaces. You know, he can move laterally, but he doesn't have the same, like, lateral ability of a guy like... Uh, even Jared Allen, who I think is uh, a better lateral defender, but Cat overall... Uh, he was really, really good against us, and you know he was the reason why they won. I mean, some people will say that uh, Andrew Wiggins had an impact as well, but 
Those are the two takes that I'm incredibly happy with right now, Nick. And there's one that I want to mulligan on, and it <laughs> relates to your take about Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, the um, my my take that I'm I'm pretty happy with. I mean, yeah. you've pretty much struck gold on on those two, almost two games in, or the, you know, three, it's happening, Nick. Three match days in. Um, I I put Luka as first time All Star this that's, this year. That's a that's a given, and he is just oh that that step back banked three. Yeah. I can't remember who was it. Who would it? It was like it was probably was yesterday. It yesterday. New Orleans. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, it was New Orleans. Oh man, that was clutch. That was beautiful. Yeah. Such a high arcing. Uh, yeah. You he, know what I'm really is, loving is that he's, he's brilliant. Is that Bobon is an, on that team now, and there are lots of videos of them hanging out. I the miss, European love. They're uh, the very they're inseparable. It's great. But yeah, I, I think you know we're, we've we've been on the money. Early. I think a lot of our it's hard to sort of you know you had Lou Will for six man of the year. He's continued to do his thing. I was a little yep. more skeptical. My Smokey of Derek Rose, I'm pretty happy with as he well. Had that massive game yeah. for Pistons, and it was yeah, only like 27 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the ones that we have, we, there's not really a lot that we're wrong about yet. Obviously, Zion with the minutes. Do, do you want to do you want to mulligan on our uh, on our rookie of the year pick? I mean, it could still happen because you know Patrick Ewing back in the day. I think he won rookie of the year off 50 games. Yeah, 50 odd, at yeah. this stage. You know, RJ Barrett has been really good. Uh, John Morant's been really good. It's, I think, with the Rookie of the Year race, it's a, it's an com- incredibly different award compared to MVP and these other ones. Mm. You know, Joel Embiid probably should have won it, even though he played thirty games mm. over Malcolm Brogdon. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's enough of that. We, we will certainly keep an eye on these ones because. Um, we always want to be right and we always want to make <laughs> sure you guys know when we are right. But BMS time. BMS time. Busey Manuel scale. For those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a scale created by us uh, that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. We scale it on alternative fact, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, or straight up fact. It is as confusing as it sounds. Oh, absolutely. Yanis, uh, the G-man, El- Mr. Alphabet. <laughs> I was just I was frozen for a second I'm like oh yeah we're doing the name thing again <laughs> Mr. Antetokounmpo yes they did a um. Uh, sorry just a bit of a segue Go. they did a uh, I saw a video where they uh, were tributing um, uh, Giannis yep. and one of the first things they did was s- like they completely butchered like they could in, when he started, he had his name completely butchered, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. like a mixtape of all the different pronunciations of Antetokounmpo <laughs> That's That's when he first came into the Send league. Send me that video, I want to see And that. now, everyone knows his name. I remember I, early in the podcast, I sucked. You couldn't, you couldn't pronounce it? I yeah. couldn't, at yeah. all. Uh, but thankfully, uh, I can now, because well, when you're, we are in season yeah. four now. That's right. And when you're super, f- as good as Giannis, yep. you put your name on the map. Anyway, Definitely. Giannis's comments to a Harvard researcher are nothing out of the ordinary yes mate i am extremely naive i've been stuck in my little work bubble for the past six days yeah today is the first day off yep tell me what's happened so this was making the waves earlier in the week and it's funny that you know harvard researchers are breaking basketball news now um but a lady by the name of anita elbese and then student malcolm ruffin um, from a team review article. So they were doing an article on local market teams and superstars, and Giannis was within there, and apparently they spoke to him. And this was the the quote that was sort of taken from it. Uh, this is what Giannis said. I want the Bucks to build a winning culture. So far, we have been doing great. And if this lasts, there's no other place I want to be. But if we're underperforming in the NBA next year, deciding whether to sign becomes a lot more difficult. And then within days after that, Giannis refuted his girlfriend even asked he's like did you say that he's like does that sound like me so I mean you take everything with a grain of salt so but for me the comments the initial comments that the Harvard researchers came out with don't necessarily sound that outlandish and take it's just like oh my god if the Bucks you know play badly Giannis might sign somewhere else no shit yeah I I, (laughs) fact the the whole faux uh I guess faux loyalty really strikes me as odd how the amount of like players are so quick to criticize when they say, "Hey, if things go badly, I might leave." So quick to criticize. Yeah. But then when they say that they're going to stay, f- when they say that they're going to stay forever, yeah. and then leave, Kyrie. they're also incredibly like exactly Kyrie yeah. and LeBron. Yeah. Um, they're also very quick to criticize. So it's like you can't can't have it both ways. No. You either be happy with the candid nature that he's taken with these comments, yeah. and he's actually—it's actually quite refreshing because he's not bullshitting. Yeah, and it's—it's it's not even—it's not even in bullshit. It's, he's not—he's being honest. Hundred percent. Like he's—he's he's not doing the standard media, um, I guess, responses. Yeah. It's like you know, 
Boston, I'll stay here forever if you'll have me. Yeah. I mean, hey, what? I'm glad that he didn't stay there. Because <laughs> yeah. he's doing some nice things for us. And, we'll get and he's going to stay at Brooklyn forever. <laughs> he definitely is. And there's some, some nice moments that probably reflect that. We'll get to Brooklyn bits a bit later. I could do three hours on Kyrie Irving. He's been sensational. But yeah, th- this is nothing. Because players say this, and obviously, you know, I believe Giannis because it's, you know, we take everything at face value. Mm. Um, but I think this is a storyline that is going to linger because so many players have, have re-signed now. It's almost that we have to gravitate towards something. And you mentioned that Cat could get traded. So, like, that could be a guy that we mm-hmm. talk about if, you know, Andrew Wiggins continues to take 26 shots and Cat takes 20. Um, I mean, this is a Giannis take, so, but I, I get frustrated <laughs> at the Minnesota Timberwolves because I really like them, but, you know, Andrew Wiggins. But we'll move on, Nick. And, and, and yeah, I think you, we've hit the nail on the head. There's not much more that needs to be said there. But, Nick, the Sixers' three point shooting will prevent them from achieving championship glory. Benny, Benny Boy needs to start stepping up. He, was, him. he was my uh, pick for, uh, what was it, most, or biggest... Oh, no, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Yeah. Oh, I was like going to take out. another leap. Breakout, breakout yeah. season. Um, he was awesome in the first game. He was he, he was the best player. Didn't take a didn't take a shot outside the paint, I think. It was. Doesn't have to, mate, when you're that good. I guess. But I, I'd, I'd still like to see him extend his range, of course. course. Um, in the modern game, it's, it's hard to sort of... It's weird because uh, what would you say? Maybe seven years ago, yeah, I think Barkley came out with that uh, statement saying jump. that a, sh- a jump shooting team can never win a championship. And then Golden State won three or five or whatever it was. Oh yeah, um, and now it's hard to see. <laughs> it's hard to see that that going back to see obviously their lack of three point shooting really really being able to make a playoff push without without a being an absolute shoot off yeah it's hard to fathom but uh, I, certainly... I, I believe in i was having this conversation with a guy at work I, I believe that you need to be elite in one of the two facets of the game either offense or defense yeah. you need to be elite but you can't be trash at the other you need to be you have to, have to you have to be good and elite no yeah one of them that's and and the the analytics backs it up and obviously we're not an analytics podcast but if you you have to be top five in one of the areas, yes, this is going to be top five in defense. That's yeah, probably a given. That. They are disgusting on that end of the floor. <laughs> um, but they are also going to have to be top eleven, top twelve at the very for least sure. yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, and that's going to be a little more tricky for them. But it's going to be tricky for them in the sense that they don't have the jump shooters. Yet to go to guys like Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson. You know, off the bench they don't really have a lot either. You know, Mike Scott can hit some threes, um, and you know Matisse Tybel can occasionally hit some threes. Uh, Al, Al Horford is taking more. He was good in the first game, and obviously with Joel Embiid out tonight, he is starting at center. They are currently down to the Detroit Pistons, so by the end of this game, we'll, we'll figure out how it all is. Um, but I'm, I think Twitter for me is this because I, I think there's validity in this because you know the, it's what a lot of people are saying. The Sixers are, you know, a championship contender, probably one of two in the East, and we we, we delved into that quite deeply on the season preview podcast. But there are minor concerns about it because, like you said, I, I remember when I was doing a preview for the Nets um, last season. I'm like, for the Nets to make the playoffs, they're going to need to be at average or or better in in some areas. And you know, we were average on offense, which was strange because I thought we were better offensively, mm. and then we were okay defense. But to be a top top team. You hit the nail on the head, Nick. You need to be top five in an area, if not right up there. Uh, and then you need to have a, a quality net rating. And, you know, if you go back to last season, I'm sure, if, if you go back to last season, you know, teams like the Bucks, teams like the Warriors, teams like the Raptors were absolutely quality on that area of the floor. So um, for me, you, uh, it's, a, it's an incredibly valid point that you do make. Yeah, so like that essentially comes down to net rating. Like when, yep. you're, when you're elite in one yep. and still good in the other, your net rating is going to show that. Yep. Um, oh, I'm still I'm still looking at uh, this season. The, clip, the, the Clippers the, right now. Say, the, the Clippers right now are net rating of 15. 15. It, if that stays that I, way. I love early season stats <laughs> because they're so skewed. I think Philadelphia have a, um, a, a defensive rating of 86 Jesus. because they've played one game. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's because like the defense, the offense in that game against Boston mm. was just putrid. I'm glad I didn't watch that game. Yeah, that be yeah. <sighs> I, 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 such a market game. Like I would have thought that like that would have been, I, I guess the offensive prowess of, of Tatum, uh, Hayward. Brown. Well, yeah. I mean Hayward's Hayward's, Hayward's looking nice. Yeah. Hayward's yep. looking. He looks pretty okay. good. Yep. Yeah, they I did well against the Raptors as well. The yep. Celtics. Yep. Um, 
Anyway, this is we've gone a little bit off traffic, uh, off topic. The Sixers' three-point shooting will prevent them from achieving championship glory. What are you rating this one, mate? I'm giving it Twitter before we move on because I, I think, like all the things that you said, and as I mentioned as well, the depth of shooting talent within that roster. But I think that they could get a guy at the um, buyout market that if there are some guys available out there, maybe they pick up Swaggy P. Who knows? Ooh. Um, but I think that they will be uh, serviceable enough in that area. But I think their offense can be good enough. Uh, in other facets of the game because they have such strength and physicality. They can get some offensive boards. I do like Al Horford. I think he's 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 willingly taking more three-point shots now. So I think that they are going to be okay. And like you sort of said, I think their net rating will be one of the better ones at the NBA. Through their through their 2018-19 season, they, they were averaging around 30 three-pointers a game. In their okay. first game, they, cooked, they took 29. Okay, so it's all right. The major right, problem will be three-point percentage. That's, that's important. Because I, <laughs> I have no doubt that they're going to let him fly. Yeah, of course. But they don't have JJ Redick anymore. Yeah. And he was their three-point shooter. Like, Yeah, it's it's essentially now the culmination of Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, and Al Horford. Can, Josh Richardson can hit them. No, and like, Tobias yeah, Harris can and Al Horford is probably yeah, new one, asset, yeah, one of the sure. better big men in that area on the floor. Um, but it's certainly a, a weakness of theirs. For is sure. it a weakness that'll stop championship glory? It could. It could. Twitter. I'm giving this one to Twitter. Yeah. But we'll get on to a team that seems to be almost perfect and has <laughs> disgusting net rating that we just mentioned. The Clippers, Nick, have the best bench in the league. They had 60 points against the Lakers, and they had 68 against the freaking Golden State Warriors. Oh, just this team is... <laughs> they don't even have Paul George yet. What I love about hey, this... Hey, hey, hey. What I... <laughs> oh, I have it. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play that a lot throughout this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, what I love about uh, this team is that Doc Doc is playing... Doc, Doc is playing like a bench the way the old school coaches played a bench. So their bench team is a team. Yeah. And their starting team is a team. Yeah. Um, and so like the combination of Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell is just... Decimating. Their pick and is, roll is still disgusting. <laughs> it's still disgusting. They are just it makes me sick. Decimating teams. It is. It's quite extraordinary. Um, Lou will. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna. It was my. It was my pick for uh, six, six man. man, buddy. Yeah, I was a bit silly and being a bit skeptical about him, but he is still doing his thing. Twenty one points over the twenty one points a game over the two games that yeah. he has played, and their additions in guy. Well, obviously, Jamichael Green is continuing to do some good things. It's Lou Will's birthday <laughs> Happy today, birthday, Mr. <laughs> Lou Will. Same birthday as Mr. Carl Manuel. Yeah, uh, thirty three years old. Thirty three years old. My uh, father is a little bit older than that, but um, yeah, Lou Williams has been sensational. Montrez has continued to do. Thing. I like the additions of Mo Harkless and, and all these guys. They just have such a deep rotation. Yeah. It's just, and like Landry Shamet. I don't, I don't think this is this is a hot take in saying that they. I mean, I think I was saying this beforehand. They yeah. definitely do have the best bench in the. Yeah, if you got maybe the bench scoring is, next. Is, I, I see. I've always is bench scoring a stat that I can look up. Is you can that, yeah. Um, you can go to like just stuff on the bench. You, you can find it. It shouldn't be too tricky. But I'll I'll talk through some other teams. I know that. A lot of other teams, it's 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 funny. Those elite teams really lack that depth off the bench. You look at the Lakers; you know their starting five is good. You look at the Sixers; they really lack you know the depth of of, of talent. You look at the Rockets, and um, where I was pretty happy last year, I thought that the Brooklyn Nets, outside of the Clippers, were probably the second best bench team. Whereas now we're still finding some chemistry in that second game against New York. I was quite happy with how things were going. But um, you know, who are some other teams you want to throw out I there? I did it. I did it. I did it. Jack, I did it. What well answer? Bench scoring sixty four points for the clip for the. I mean, that makes sense. Sixty and sixty eight make sixty four across two games. Lord averages. averages. You got Detroit Pistons there as well. 50, oh, okay. 56, which isn't surprising with um with the game that uh, yep. uh, uh Derek Rose had. Yeah. Um. Uh, you got the Pelicans up there as well. Gold, See the Pelicans Gold State. That's a surprise. They no, played, okay. That's one game though. That's... No, but because yeah, of course, because of all the bench players that were put back out because the Clippers oh, yeah, won so much. The, true. This is, this is the skewed, small sample size. The skewed nature of the, the small Pelicans, sample size. The Pelicans, I think, yeah. is the one that sticks out for me. Uh, I think the Pelicans have an incredible array of deep talent, but they lack what the the obviously obviously they lack what the Clippers have in like superstar talent. Obviously Zion being out, Drew is obviously out today as well. So I think for me the uh, team that sort of sticks out is the New Orleans Pelicans is probably one of the other better teams um, that's sort of 
you know, gets out there. The Miami Heat as well have a, a nice good bench of ta- depth of talent because just Spo is just so good at making average players mm, look good that's and right. above average. If you look at last year's uh, last year's stats, Clippers were taking the top there, which isn't surprising Not given they got six man of the year. Two p- two potential six man of the year yep. in uh, Montrez and Lou Will. Yep. Uh, mate, that was a, that was an easy one. Clippers definitely do have Fact the best, Mundo. best bench in the league. The Lakers need another shot creator and or floor general. They do. And is, <laughs> is Rajan Rondo the answer there? Hashtag then? fact. Um, Vogel seems to think so. It's like, it's just like, okay. He, he came out and was it's saying that... That Rondo is going to be playing point guard. I mean, obviously, but like starting point guard. Because um, I think we've seen LeBron the point guard uh, for a lot of periods over the, the start of the season so far. And it's fine, but it can be just physically taxing, just having the ball in your hands so yeah, much, having to sure. initiate. You know. He's an old man now, Jack. He needs some... Uh... But he's not washed yet, and we are going to get to him very, very soon because there was a lot of just people throwing slander at um, your goats, anyway. Um, but in terms of leaning another shot creator and floor general, well, like if you're looking at their other sort of guys, Alex Caruso, Quinn Cook, these guys are subpar, and I think that all the Alex Caruso stands are going to come at me. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are a lot of them. It's, it's weird, but cool. Alex Caruso is a guy who's got muscles and not a lot of hair. Um, but in, in that sort of sense, Rajan Rondo, I think it's fine if he starts. It's not fine if he's out there closing games because I think you'd rather have. Well, you don't want to have KCP out there either. Didn't like his first game, twenty-seven minutes, zero points. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, Avery Bradley's okay. See, th- this is the thing we were talking about in relation to like the Clippers. They're figuring out that rotation still. You know, I think the the rumor going around is that if Memphis Grizzlies is going to buy out Andre Iguodala, he wants to go to the Lakers. I don't see why they would buy him out because if he is still a commodity and has, has value as a trade asset, then trade him, which the Grizzlies are doing, which is a good thing. But yeah, I, I think that they do need someone. And, and it's funny, like, you know, they'll get someone in the buyout market. They'll get someone possibly in a trade, obviously, mm. you know, come December, they can you know, combine some uh, contracts and, and get someone. But a guy as a flyer, and it just came to me when I was just listening to podcasts, because obviously the Lakers are on every single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point right now. Yeah. But a guy, Jeremy Lin, I don't know, like, uh, I think, you know, the guys from like sort of China, like Brandon Jennings and all these, and, you know, Land Stevenson. A guy like Jeremy Lin would almost be just a nice little sort of fill-in piece. Can have the ball in his hands, can shoot the three, um, but maybe I'm just appeasing to the Jeremy Lin stands out there. I mean, but he's I, got a ring now. He's got championship pedigree, does Jeremy Lin. There you go, mate. But yeah, I think <laughs> Rajon Rondo is certainly not the answer, but he, I guess he's like, if you're talking about a multiple choice, he's one of those answers that feels like it's kind of right, but isn't right. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's yeah. a good analogy. I think, I think Rondo can solve... Uh, Quite a f- oh, quite a few problems that the uh, Lakers are having at the moment. Um, In again, terms I think of what? I think their um, their reliance on LeBron at the moment is. It's pretty great. I mean, in their first win, I think he had 37 points. AD had 30. I think it was 32. Uh, I think mean, they, they were both really, really good in that, yeah, in that for, game for over sure. Utah. But I, I think given uh, LeBron's, I guess, status in the league, I think he... he might be asking for a lesser role, and I think that's not exactly a, a bad thing to do, well, given a- that he needs to be preserved for the playoffs. Well, he's actively doing that. He's actively trying to make AD better, just feeding him in the post. But I, I think if you replace some of those, you know, just running the ball up the court with like a guy like Rajan Rondo, and again, he's not the answer, but he can do something and is at least a rotation piece and at least somewhat capable in that area of the floor. But I mean, if they if they need 35-plus minutes or 35-plus points from LeBron every night to to win games, then well, it's like it's, he's going to be gassed well, by so the time you get to the playoffs. It's like your like, technique that they might not make the playoffs. I mean, Who knows? Yeah. It's, it's very, very early days. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of uh, takes and very, very early days, let's get to uh, a takesman himself, Mr. Shannon Sharp. Shannon, how many problems do you have with what Barkley said? Skip, I've got a few. Um, and, and for Charles to make this assessment after one game, so yeah. this is where we are. One game. So if LeBron had the roles were reversed, was Charles going to say that? No, absolutely not. Skip, other than defending, I don't think Kawhi can do anything better than LeBron. Hey, 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 hey Mr. Mr. Sharp. Sharpie. 
Uh, Skip sounds a little bit different to what I uh, remember oh. as, as so well. A bit effeminate, but come on, good come on, him. Shannon, you're addressing the wrong person here. That is true. Um, uh, I general I I don't like to say this because he is like he's one like he's, he's this first ta- take sort of guy. I like Shannon, but I generally agree with what Sharpie Sharpie says because yeah, it's a nice. Uh, He's a nice smooth out oh, yeah. to the chaotic fucking violence oh, that is Skip Bayless. And Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith. He's great though. He's just, oh, we love his Steve. exclamations. We love just... Stephen A. We love we love the takes because it provides us content. It but Nick, other than content. defending, Kawhi can't do anything better than LeBron. Uh, hey, hey, hey. I mean, if, if you're cutting it off there, then it's alternative fact. But to give this one a little bit of context, they mentioned Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley said... What did Charles Barkley say? He said that essentially Kawhi is better than LeBron. <laughs> that's and right. That's not that big of a take. Uh, Ka- and I, Kawhi I, is not. the yeah a, a better player than LeBron James. He is, and I he's don't... the best player in the league. We had him at number one <laughs> on the OTG Passable Top Fifty. Mm. We had LeBron at number two. Yep. Uh, we had Giannis at three. So we believe that it's this is a, like other than defending Kawhi can't, Kawhi can't do anything better than LeBron. He can score better. This he can is... shoot the three ball better. Yep. He can shoot the mid range better. Um, and I think you said rebounding. Um, LeBron, LeBron's got rebounding, but LeBron like, and LeBron is probably a better playmaker. But sure, Kawhi yeah. did have nine assists in, in the game against Golden State. He's shown some nice acumen there, especially with the big men in Zubac and, and Montrez. So Kawhi is improving in that. that, that it, it's the quality of assists though. Like Le, LeBron can thread needle passes. Of course. Um, like yeah, Le, LeBron is is tremendous at reading the play. Uh, the, and I think in terms of like a floor general, I think he's better than. Oh no um, doubt! Like yeah, we talked, we just literally Kawhi. just spoke. We literally just spoke about him being yeah. the point guard for the Lakers. So I mean, it's it's silly, but I, I think the the crux of this is that both of them are one of the two, three best players in the league. Mm-hmm. I think the consensus is that the Kawhi quite clearly is the best player in the league, and people that don't believe that. Well, Kawhi's a 28-year-old in his physical prime. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron James is a 35-year-old I mean, during the twilight yeah. years, who still, like, you know, everyone was on his back after that first game, and obviously Shannon Sharp made those comments after the first game. But he backed it up against Utah. He was tremendous. You know, putting up you know, 10 assists, putting up 7 boards, putting up 32 points, um, and he was in only 30 minutes of, of game time. He... He was just like, yeah, I can still play basketball, guys. I was just feeling things out. And Rihanna was uh, certainly very happy with his performance as well. <laughs> yelling at LeBron a few times. Uh, Riri uh, is a big bronze stand, as are we. But it, this is almost a non-conversation, but yeah, it like, makes it, a perfect it, it, po- podcast. Yeah, it, it, the mantle of best player in the in the league was always going to wane a little bit as, as the years went by. Uh, he's been a slightly less impressive, but then games games like against Utah certainly uh, can thrust him back into that conversation. But I guess at 33, 35, 30, 35 years old, uh, oh, to, be, to even months. be the second best player in the league is tremendous. Yeah. And like, what, Can't we all just get along? They're two you like tremendously amazing s- players. Sound like let's ch- chick from Mean Girls. Let's... <laughs> Doesn't even go here. He doesn't even go here. Uh, let Let's just appreciate exactly what we're being shown. And Kawhi has been sure. absolutely incredible. Just his um his Jordan esque playing is uh, very and we'll get entertaining. MJ will be featured on this podcast, as will Chuck as well for a different take that he made during the week about the Golden State Warriors. Rush back to try and win a go to a six straight finals if. I'm not 100% because our window to win another championship, I think, is open for the next five, six years. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, number one, I hope you get back soon, but you're just wrong. Um, what is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shut. Uh, Why? Well, because I don't think they can score enough. You, I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the 7-8 seed. They're not going to make the playoffs. Golden State's championship window is closed. According to LeChuck. And they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, and they're going to miss the playoffs. You're wrong. I hope you go back. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not shit. No, Nick, it's not shut. It's shit. It's shit. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, that's exactly what he's uh, thinking. That I mean, he said it to... Clay was there. To his face. He said it right to his face. That's a real takes, man, mate. If you're oh, doing, it, doing it to their face, not behind their back. But I think... Look, I'm actually kind of strong on this, Nick. I think there's a Wikipedia oh. fact to this one. 
Um, I mean, I, I am always a person who likes to go in the middle of Twitter and Wiki and do Twiki, but why not? Let's go stronger because... Well, he was saying that they don't have enough scoring. Okay, so if I throw some names at you outside of Stephen Curry, <laughs> if I throw you names like Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson III, Jacob Evans, this is, these are guys playing regular rotation minutes. In their first game against the Clippers, Eric Pascal played 31 minutes, and obviously they were getting blown out, so these bench guys did play a little more. But these guys are playing... Uh, I, don't, I don't mind, actually, Jacob Evans, but a lot of these guys, and obviously DeAndre Russell, they're integrating him. He, I think, led the team in scoring. No, he was second in scoring behind Stephen Curry. But I think maybe... Obviously, one game sample size, but you know it, things play- look dicey for them, and things look dicey for a team like the Kings as well. Um, that you know, it, it's going to be an incredibly competitive race, and every game is going to matter. So, just the championship window, I think, is pretty much shut. I'm um, obviously whenever Clay comes back, with that take can change, but within this team, they're not winning a championship, and they could miss the playoffs. Uh, it's things are shut. It's it's it might be shut. I think in the current iteration, yes, the championship window is shut mainly because of the quality that the West has. Yeah. Um, and they're just not they're not going to beat the likes yeah, of we, the Clippers. And when the, we and the did Lakers. our preview last week, we were talking about five, six teams that yeah. would easily have better championship aspirations. That's than right. Um, but they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're not going to miss the playoffs. And because you, you threw those names at me, I'll throw you one name at you. Give it to me. Steve Kerr. Okay. Why, 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 what's Stevie got, mate? Um... Stevie, for the past five years, has managed to find... He turned JaVale McGee into a good player. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's getting ma- mainly centers, like his transformation of, of centers, apart from maybe Kevin Zaza. Kevin Lo- Looney. Kevin Looney, yeah, forgot yeah. about him. Um, has been tremendous. Like, he got... Um, he essentially got Dallas Mavericks, uh, the guy who signed the Max. Why well, can't I remember his name now? The main guy from the Mavs. Chandler. What right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Chris Abbsposinger and Luka Doncic? No, 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 no. There's the 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 guy from the came from the Warriors. Why for the life of me, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't doesn't matter. That, so he was on the Warriors and now yeah, and then and Harrison signed, Barnes. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Yep. Essentially got Harrison Barnes his max because he was productive in a good system. Yeah, that's fair. And it wasn't Mavs was four eighty five. Was it not the max? I thought it was the max. four eighty five. Uh, it was a lot of money. Yeah, way and too much. He's absolutely getting paid yep. because of what he did on the Warriors. In and he. Now. He's in Sacramento now. Yep. Um, okay, so there you go. I'm a little bit out of date, a little bit behind the times. No, but uh, no, but I, the point still stands. No, it does. But, uh, in that, like like you said, Spo can make average players very good. I think Kerr has can have the same effect. I'll it's been you, one game. They scored 122 points against what should be an incredibly defensive team <sighs> in the Clippers. I'd say that is not... A bad sign. Uh, the Clippers scored 141 themselves. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not denying that the Warriors' defense isn't going to be so, tremendous. That's... Following that game, Steve Kerr. It's uh, a lot of people are a little on the opposite side of you, Nick, in terms of what Steve Kerr is saying. Like in, in the the things that he's saying and what he's putting out there seem a little bit negative and pessimistic. So he said this to reporters. This is more the reality of the NBA. The last five years, we've been living in a world that's not supposed to exist. Nine guys, 23 or younger, we're starting over in many respects. Is is he lowering expectations here? Is he not showing faith in his guys? Like, what have we got here? I mean, we've still got, you know, Draymond Green, Stephen Curry, and D'Angelo Russell, three incredibly talented players that, you know, if you put them in the Eastern Conference, they're, they're a very good team. Mm. Um, but I think some people are... I get what you're saying. Steve Curry is an incredible coach, but... The guys that are listed off, yes, they can't score. And uh, I think that bench depth that we spoke about earlier in the podcast is going to be important because when you have, you know, Stephen Coe probably missed some games. Dealers miss, always generally misses games throughout the year, as does Draymond Green. This team is shallow. And uh, I think sure. Lady Gaga and Bradley Pitt would be singing that to the to the cows <laughs> come home. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's tempering expectations for the media. Because the media tend to go crazy and be like, "Oh my God, they just got blown out by the by the Clippers." The Clippers are a championship favorite team. Okay, they are. It's like no one was expecting the Warriors to get worse. Well, uh, I mean, they're going to get worse, no doubt. But they're still a good team. They've still got, they've still got an MVP talent in Stephen Stephen Curry. They got an All Star in D'Angelo Russell. They've still got Draymond Green who. Mm, last regular season wasn't too bad, but I think he was saving himself for the playoffs. Because yes. playoff Draymond Green is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I feel like we're gonna see a lot more Draymond. He he. I think he went um, injured 
Uh, lost that weight, lost about 20 pounds, yeah. 25 pounds. But I think he got injured in the first game. Like, yeah. briefly, he came yeah. off... Uh, yeah, the, the shoulder. He did look at... And, uh, yeah. I think we spoke about, I think, last year, we did a lot of takes about Draymond and Clay and Steph. But right now, Draymond is their most important player. Because D'Angelo Russell can oh, off... Really? Now, now Nicholas. Really? Oh, how, how your tune has I changed, feel like we Jackie need to get boy. To a different topic. Kieran, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a victory. Right this now. This is a victory. Look. Tell me. T- tell me right now. <laughs> no, just, 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 I'm touching your leg. Just, Nick, just tell me right into my ear, please. <laughs> Draymond Green is the most important player of the God's Set Warriors. Ooh. Right now. Boy. Previous seasons. No, no. I'm going to edit this out. You're not, you're not, no one's going to hear this tape. Uh, I think that's because, like, if you lose Draymond Green, their defense maybe You lose the, the identity of the team when you lose Draymond Green. Yeah, but I, I think their identity the past few seasons wasn't centered on Draymond. I think right now, defense is so damn important and in terms of they need some sort of defensive identity, whereas they have an offensive identity with Steph and they could yeah. have one with D'Angelo. Different sets of it. But that's a take for another day but we will get to Steph Steph and MJ um, and everyone's heard this but for those that haven't heard MJ had some takes on uh, Mr. Stephen Curry we go out there and represent greatness every single night so Steph Curry shouldn't be offended when he watches this I hope not he's still a great player not a Hall of Famer yet though (laughs) he's not cheers cheers my friend this is uh, precisely I think that rea- I think that reaction one from Kawhi Leonard yes. the, uh, uh, and from the interviewer from the Today Show was completely apt he just breaks down laughing Steph Curry could retire tomorrow yep. and be first ballot Hall of Fame okay look I think, Jack! Yes, Nick. There's no counter-argument here. I need to give one because, I mean, MJ is a lot of people's goat. I'm on the fence. He's mine. He's sometimes mine. He's sometimes not mine. But I think, he, this, for, for me, the, when I watch the video as well, and obviously you see him smile, and I think he knows what he's saying, and I think he knows yeah. he's trolling because MJ and Steph do hang out a bit. They like to play a bit of golf. Steph is a much better golfer, so I think MJ might be a little bit jealous, and he's just like, <laughs> I want to throw this at you, Steph. Um, but... Obviously, you are correct in that sense, and, and MJ is completely wrong. Um, but maybe, you know, the, the yet part is, is what he was trying to emphasize. But he did but smile. But he is. He is a Hall of Famer now. But, but te- but He's got three rigs and two MVPs. By technical virtue of, like, you know, I mean, he's not because it's he's still playing. And, like, that's oh why my God. It's, I mean... it's a technicality. He had too much of his own tequila. He's, that's what he's... <laughs> that's just... Uh, I think that, but we'll get Steph's response and then we'll new move hot on. T- new hot take, mate. M- MJ has no basketball sense. Um, that's fair because... <laughs> I don't care how many people I offend. Drafted Kwame Brown, gave Terry Rozier that big contract. Oh. Charlotte haven't been too good. But, I mean, let's let Steph retort. He had a fine retort when he spoke to SiriusXM. All right, we're talking with a future Hall of Famer, Steph Curry. I think, <laughs> I think future Hall of Famer, Steph Curry. What, what do we make here about uh, MJ's comments? Oh man, I love MJ. That's my guy. Uh, he's obviously he's the goat. But uh, I don't know if it was a wordsmith thing or if he just kind of got in his own way. But uh, I'm sure if you ask him that question now, like straight up, if you think I'm getting in there, he probably would have a different answer. Uh, if you put the dot 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 yet, then I'm cool with that. Oh, Stefan, you are far too humble for your own good. He is. Uh, good sir. Humility. That's why I love him. Why I love him. Uh, but you got to stick up for yourself, buddy. You just just go straight at MJ, being like, because uh, he called him the goat. It's like, you know what? LeBron James is my goat. I'm the goat. <laughs> oh, wow. You just, just throw shade straight at the big man himself. He's very angry at this one. I think we should move on before he, <laughs> he loses his top. But it's just it's, I've got rage oozing from my it, body. It really I'm is. Choking on my own rage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Zion's meniscus injury bodes ominously for a long-term healthy career in the NBA. <sighs> this take was inevitable, wasn't it? Right. Oh, don't put it that way. I didn't want it to be inevitable. No, as in, like, we were obviously going to talk about uh, Zion's we have to. sort he, of injury. We, we love Zizi. Um, we, 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 did, uh, we did construct the Church of Zionism. Zionology. Oh, Zionology. Zionology. Zionism is something very different. Zionology. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zionology, yes. Sure, um, those, those teas are still available at DSGNTree.com. They are. DSGNTree. DSGNTree.com. 
Design tree without the vowels, because who needs them? JT. So, Zin William... <laughs> Willemson. Zin Willemson. Yep. Zin so, Zin Willemson. Yep. Do you um, I, I, I really hope it doesn't, but part of me is just... Yeah. Meniscus injuries are tricky because it's just surgery. He he'd never he'd never had surgery. He had okay. had he had had knee uh problems yeah. in college and high school. Uh, I think there was a back problem in there as well. Yep. Um obviously like he blew out a shoe, so that was I mean, he's got shoe problems. Yes. Um shoes are a very very valuable part of the of the appendage. Um they are. But uh, in terms of this, he never had surgery. It was all sort of naturally healed. And I always sort of, for someone this young, I understand that obviously they're trying to get him back on the court as soon as possible. And the injury and the surgery might be the best way for that. Would, would be the best way for that. Just to quickly get him back on the court. But will this hinder him um, long term? I I think it will. I, I think it, it, when you're just looking at the fact that it's an injury. And if he didn't have an injury, it would be a lot better. So, yes, it's going to hinder sure, him. Sure. But for talking long term, I mean, this I'm... Is, ho- this is chronic, though. This is a... He's had chronic knee problems. Yeah, but uh, athletes do have just chronic issues no matter what. If you're a professional athlete, you manage your body in some sort of way. You know, LeBron James decides to invest millions and millions of dollars into that so he can preserve it and, you know, have an extended career. Zion would probably be wise to do so, and I'm I'm guessing he's going to be doing that. And he is in a good a good organization with the New Orleans Pelicans under David Griffin's guys, that he is going to be healthy for as long as he can, and he's going to get the best medical attention. He did, um, for those who didn't see, he was at their game against Dallas, I believe. Um, he was walking around with a crutch, so hopefully he does get sooner back sooner rather than later. Meniscus injury is a little bit tricky because if you're taking out some stuff or you, you're keeping it in there, um, I'm not sure. I'll have to. No, I haven't read much about his recovery yet, but. I'm hoping it's not a Blake Griffin sort of situation because, you know, Blake Griffin was an MVP contender one year, but then he's had those sort of chronic issues. And, you know, he's not playing for the Detroit Pistons right now because of injury issues Mm -hmm. and because, you know, similar sort of athletes in terms of explosive. But then, you know, Blake Griffin has done tremendously to alter his game and still remain incredibly effective and an all-NBA caliber player. But, you know, for Zion, we want him to be healthy. We want him out there because... You know, Church of Zionology, we're all about it. And, you know, he rookie of the year pick. He's just an incredibly exciting young athlete. But it is worrisome. But hopefully we don't have to speak about this uh, much more often. And hopefully he gets back sooner rather than later. And he wins rookie of the year. And he continues to do great things on the court. And we are speaking about his on-court exploits. For sure. But this is, I think this is a little bit different to Blake Griffin. Because we're talking about a guy who could have potentially projected to be the best player in the league. Zion, you're talking about? Yeah, Zion. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if his peaks are Blake Griffin, yeah. that would be a bit of a disappointment for his career. I mean, of course it would, but I think a lot of people would be more than happy to have a Blake sure. Griffin career. Yeah, sure. But if you're, just... Zion, if you're Zion Williamson, your aspirations are the greatest in the league, potentially the greatest uh, yeah. ever. I'm sure that's, sure that's his, uh... Well, that's... there's a take. I'm sure that's his own personal aspiration, oh, course, whether course, whether he actually of course. you know makes it. I'm sure like Luke Cornett doesn't think that he's the greatest player ever sure. to play the game. Maybe you need that mentality to make it in the NBA. Maybe Tom Saransky does think that as well. <laughs> he be, is. He's he's the goat in my heart. Of course he is. Nicholas. He's the goat in my heart. But yeah, um, hopefully Zion gets back sooner rather than later, and, and you know the Pelicans need him. You know we, they want to reach the playoffs as we've mm. sort of predicted, and some other people have predicted they're going to need Zion back sooner rather than later. Hopefully he is healthy when he does come back. I'm going to predict Christmas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick a Christmas. I think that the league would love that. You know, they're playing oh, yeah. on Christmas Day. Um, what do you think he'll be back? December, January, February, March, um, I'm- and a Novi. I'm I'm thinking end of Novi. Okay. End of Novi. I'm, I'm fairly sure that like they're gonna they're it's gonna a six want to eight week, mate. Yeah, they're gonna want him to get a, on the court. I think because right. he's such a, a young body, he will um he'll bounce he'll he'll bounce back in his early years. It's just more uh, in the future. Hopefully in the that, future, I'm concerned. Hopefully that bouncing doesn't create more injury concerns. We know he loves <laughs> it. He's got true. some hops and some bounce. But Nick, another young stud. There's a league conspiracy, Nick, at play with DeAndre Aiden suspension. The Phoenix Suns are okay now. Now that they're just getting, they're suspending him. Um, and for those that didn't see, uh, DeAndre Aiden was suspended for 25 games for use of diuretics. Um, and the Phoenix Suns have been all right. They only just lost to the Denver Nuggets. I thought they would have won that game. That's true. That that came down right to the wire. Thanks to the Lord for Tory Gray. Uh, the Suns have certain, they beat the Kings, yeah. who um, that might be a little bit of a, a take that I'm a little bit... Uh, 
skeptical on now because I put I think I put the Kings in the um playoffs. in the playoffs. I think you did, yeah. They've been struggled uh, Yeah. We'll get to Buddy Hill soon as well. They have struggled a little bit, uh, especially when you start losing games against the Suns. But first game. Conspiracy though, Nick. Absolutely. Sure. Oh, you love fact. the conspiracy. 100% fact. Um, they're just good for content. Yeah. Like, conspiracies are so good for content because they get people <laughs> thinking, uh, you know, Jet Fuel doesn't mouth steel beams, Jackie boy. Oh, don't say that again. Um, that's the name of one of our episodes. <laughs> that's on the internet. Is. That's on iTunes <laughs> forever. Oh, wow. But <laughs> all right, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, DeAndre Aiden has looked good as well. In in yeah. that first game, he looks trim. He looks a bit more active, engaged. You know, the the Suns look like a better team. And I read this on Twitter somewhere, and I said this to Maggers um, that their defense is going to be outstanding because when you have two of the prettiest, most handsome men in the NBA on your team, in Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, you are going to get lost in their eyes. That you're just going to be giving up the ball left, right, and center. You look at Kelly Oubre. Wavy Papi, he's a sexy man. And then you look at the man bun of Ricky Rubio and that gorgeous facial hair. I, I couldn't play basketball. <laughs> I, they're just too sexy. But it's all right. You, you get uh, you get uh, Dario Saric to even even think. Yeah, Dario, he's a handsome man. No, hang on, Dario. No, they're doing okay. Aaron Baines, maybe when he's out there, he's a, a bit of a lumberjack sort of style man. The eight. Definitely, I see him in the um, in the like the red flanny and the, yes. the, the axe and yeah. the beanie. I'm sure he'll to be cover that goddamn hair. Uh, it's a, it, it looks like a, a garbage bag. <laughs> that hair is a garbage bag. But the Suns look they're they're competent, and I think that's saying something. But losing Aiden certainly hurts them, and I think it just sucks because we want to see the the best young talent out there. And for those, I'm sure everyone does know that is listening to the podcast. Diuretics are a a substance that masks the form of other use of substances. He said he didn't know the NBA PA is going to be uh, challenging this ban. So whether that ban gets erased, hopefully it does for his sake. I mean, quarter of a seat, like over a quarter yeah, of a Yeah, it's, it's a long it's time. It's a significant ban. It's a, it's a long time. Um, or it maybe gets shortened to 20 or 15 games. But, you know, DeAndre Ayton did say, you know, the, the, the son said that, you know, James Jones came and said they were disappointed. You know, Ayton said that he was very sorry. He had no idea what he was ingesting. But uh, I, I'm... I'm, when it comes to that sort of thing, when it comes to players saying, like, I didn't know. Yes, I understand that you're putting your trust in trainers and a nutritionist, but you have to be in control of what you put in your own body, like, at the end of the day. I mean, that's why he is getting punished. But, man, like, if you're a second player in the league and you're... you're second year. Yeah, yeah, second year player in the league. And your coaching staff is saying, hey, like, you know, we're taking these supplements yeah, yeah, yeah. to help you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would assume that those guys are competent enough course, in their job of to not give you illegal, illicit substances. Yeah, yeah but, but like it's it's weird. Why is it just... I mean, maybe there's individualized I, training. I, I feel so much sympathy. I mean, this is the Asada. This is the Essendon Asada thing yeah, all over again. That it is. Because you trust your medical staff. Yeah, yeah. If, you're questioning, if you're questioning every move that the medical staff make, that doesn't bode well as a good relationship. And it's, of it's course. It doesn't doesn't bode well as a team yeah, yeah. they are part of that team yeah the chemistry there. and they're yeah, chemistry um and they have they have let deandre ayton down yep they certainly yeah. have and hopefully you know things sort out and maybe we do see him but i can't see it happening in, in any sense of the word but nick I'll, I'll you click on those links there for buddy hield and i'll get to the tape buddy hield had the best value rookie extension so just before the season began we had those rookie extensions out. So Jalen Brown got four years, $115 million. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis got a four-year, $79 million deal. DeJounte Murray, four-year, $64 million. And Buddy Heald uh, got a value one at four eighty-six. Now, this take is via the Off the Glass uh, Twitter page, at OGG Basketball, where the poll was put out and there was some votes on it. And most people voted for Buddy Heald's extension as the best one. Other people uh, <laughs> were putting out Joe Ingles and Torian Prince. Uh, but for me, Nick, what do you think? You're a big Kings fan? Uh, yeah, a ma- ma- massive Kings fan. Kings fan. Uh, <laughs> just because I put them in the playoffs. Uh, I think it terms for... In comparison. Uh, in comparison to what the offers were, I think you wanted uh, 110. 110. Yeah. And to get a deal of 86 is quite a significant saving. Um, I think there are bonuses in there as well. The, these contracts are always really tricky to yeah, sort of for, sh- for fully sure to actually out. like yeah understand that it's not actually going to be eighty six. Yeah, like I, I think more. that for Jalen Brown there was like you know one deal where he gets a bonus if he plays like seventy games he gets five hundred thousand dollars. 
So like the the agents do their deals where they get these bonuses and such, um, and you know the maximum amount of money that they can sort of get. But Buddy Hield's deal is a, a value one you for know? sure because uh, you, you compare it to the other two on that um on that chart, and four four years, one hundred and three mil for Jalen Brown, rightfully so, is the worst of the three. Yeah, uh, and is he DeMontis- started the season well though? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you didn't sign him before the season like if he has he cut, if this these this could change buddy Hield could flop to, um uh, jalen brown could become one of the best shooters in the in the league one of, one of the best, best three league, yeah guys. one of the best yeah, forwards yeah. you know yeah. um is demontis sabonis seven million dollars worse than buddy Hield? yeah i mean just no i'd, I'd say he's more than that like is yeah it like, yeah of course so I, like I, sorry is buddy Hield seven million dollars better than um only seven then million. Only seven million dollars better than Demontis Sabonis? No, he is worth more than that. Yeah, of course. Uh, so in terms of value, this is you compare it to the other two. It's yep. it's a it's definitely the best. Yeah, I think the Kings did a nice job in terms of holding out because I think we spoke about it. Or yeah, they, we were, they were holding strong. They, yeah, they, they and Buddy Hill played was, that hard ball. Yep, and it was good. It did, and and Buddy Hill was pretty adamant that he wanted that money. He got, you know, I mean, it's it's negligible at the end of the day. This is life changing money when you're getting that first extension, that first sort mm. of contract. So I mean, for me. It's strange to to know that Demontis Sabonis is on a better contract or on earning more money than his teammate in Miles Turner, who I think is more valuable mm. and a better player, just given the grand scheme of things. Demontis but the, had a good uh, had, had a good year last. Oh, year. Like, look, uh, I, you peak at the right times and you can get paid. Of course, and and I think Demontis Sabonis is you know a long term starter in this league. Hmm. Um, I just think you know as a big guy, I, I value a bit of defensive acumen, and Miles Turner has that in spades, um, and obviously. The fifth stylistically in Indiana, you know, I'm not sure how long that is going to work, how long they are going to experiment with that. Um, there obviously are some issues, and there are going to be issues going forward. But we'll get to another young guy, Nicholas, um, and a team that we don't speak about a lot, unless it's probably Derek Rose stuff, is Luke Kennard and the Detroit Pistons. Luke Kennard's improvement will help offset the early season absence of Blake Griffin. You're for really scraping the barrel with these hey, takes, buddy boy. Hey, he had 30 points in game one, thank you very much. And right now, against the Philadelphia 76ers, you keep going while I look up his stats right now. Um, uh, I mean, sixteen points off the bench. Sure, I mean, I like and Luke Kennard. Thank you very much. I reckon he's in the most improved player conversation. Uh, potentially, definitely in the early uh, in the early stages of this season. Um, and I think this is a this is a fact. Like when your when your star players go down, it gives the other the other players opportunity to yep, more step minutes. up. Yep. more minutes, more responsibility. Yep. Um. Because it's it's the responsibility that like if the minutes stay the same it's it's just your usage on per possession will yeah. will go up, uh, and it's just it's sort of sink or swim with these players you get sort of thrown in and then if you it's the Terry Rozier of of two years ago I, th- I think Luke Kennard sink and swim yeah he showed he showed this in spades uh, towards the end of last season really really like him as a player in, mm. in a similar sort of vein to what Buddy Hield is he has one of the most valuable skills into modern NBA and he is going to have that for years and years to come you know he can establish himself in a JJ Redick vein and Kyle Korver vein but he can also mm. do a little bit with the ball in his hand he's quite athletic he's incredibly young um, he's got some size about him for a sort of two guard uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Luke Kennard and you know uh, I like the Detroit Pistons just uh, I mean I, did, I had them out of the playoffs but if Luke Kennard continues to do this when Blake Griffin comes back and you know they continue to, to do the things that they're going to do and obviously Andre Drummond is going to put up 30-20s you know night after night then I'm going to have to be forced to eat my own words. But Luke Kennard, if he, I'm, I'm confident that this isn't an outlier, and I'm confident this is more, uh, this is going to be quite consistent, and this is more what we can expect from him on a consistent night-to-night basis. I mean, if he can keep up that 50% three-point average that he's averaging this season. Not bad. I mean, Joe uh, Harris was 47, <laughs> I think, last year. Really? I think he was. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. Joe's killing it this year. We've got three shooters above 40%. But if you, are looking, if you are looking for a most improved player, he averaged 9.7 points last season, and now he's averaging 21.5. Small sample size. We've got to keep saying this throughout the whole thing, because it is a small. It's by two games. Three um, games now, because the, the Troy Pistons did lose to the Sixers, and he only had 16 points. Uh, average, so that average is, that average 19, is plummeting. It probably goes to 18 or 19. But yeah, yeah Luke Kennard, big fan. Um, and we might get some more, you know, lesser team talk. You know, if you guys want to hear from about your team, you can own, hit us That's up. Right. And, hit us up on the emails. We will answer any and every question. Absolutely. Or, to, I mean, we talk about the Wizards on this podcast. We are not above anything. Absolutely not. <laughs> at JBT, Nick, and at the JBT. But Nick, um, my favorite part of the podcast is Brooklyn Bits.
Uh, Brooklyn Bits time, mate. Nick. Good time to be a Brooklyn fan. It is when you have Kyrie Irving on your team. Kyrie Irving might win the scoring title this might. year. Might. Might. This is, I mean. <laughs> go, go full. Might. Purpley. Uh, mate, he is averaging 48 points a game for the rest of the year. Uh, <laughs> I, we had 50 and then I think he had thir- 26 or something. So I think he's averaging like 38 right now. Um, but he was ridiculous against Minnesota. 38 points per game. There you go. <laughs> um, it was one of the most outstanding... Uh, I spoke to Nick, obviously, in, in the game reviews on the Brooklyn Buzz. Nick said it was one of the best games. A PR of 39. I love these early... <laughs> I love these early... Se- a PR of 39 points. Nick loves his stats, and that's oh what we're going to get to a God. very nice little segment coming up very, very soon. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyrie Irving was absolutely outstanding against Minnesota, and there was a take uh, on Twitter where it was like, at the end of the day, yes, uh, we didn't get the win, yes, but at the when we're looking 20 years down the future, we're going to remember the performance, the historic performance from this one player. No one's really really care about that game in October that Minnesota won. It's the performance that matters more. Mm. I understand that wins do matter, but for me, Kyrie was just outstanding, and he, he got us out of jail, thank God, against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it shouldn't have gotten to that, but I, I think if we're looking at players that'll be... Leading the league in scoring, obviously James Harden, you know, guys like Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. Um, but I think Kyrie Irving is, at the very least, going to be a top three, top three, top five scorer. So, strong wiki for me on this, mate. It, it definitely can happen given his start. I mean, whether he can keep doing this consistently is the, is the main thing. Um, whether he falls like falls off a little bit whether the Brooklyn don't sort of reach the heights that I guess I've pegged them at um being the fourth seed yep. which is pretty high fourth, fourth or third I thought you had them fourth okay I had Celtics third okay um but you again you like you look at the other other players in the league like Harden has started a little bit slow um Steph uh, had that had a twenty three had a had a big a, game. game. It wasn't big, it was but he had. But it was a big like because I think his first quarter was yeah, yeah, not yeah. good. But then he he just lit up one quarter, yeah. and Curry has the ability to and absolutely do that. For the record, right now, as of this day of recording, Trey Young is also leading the league in scoring with Curry. Yeah, he's sure. been sensational this season. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, will be up there because uh, the Minnesota are, are catering their system mm. towards him, and he is a beast. And Pascal Siakam is doing some insane Minnesota things. Minnesota might make the playoffs. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, like replace the Kings with with the T Wolves. Yeah, like, I mean, they've I've, looked they've got bloody solid so I'm, far. I'm, I'm high on them, and, and I like their rotation. I mean, for me, it's just, it's just Wiggins. I, I'm just really frustrated <laughs> at, at what he makes that team. But yeah, uh, what do you think before we get on to the final segment of the show and a new segment that we will be debuting? Um, but what's your uh, where's this going to BMS? Uh, this is a. I'm giving this one a Twitter fact. I think his scoring will. Uh, so where where is it? Do you, are you saying that he will finish in top ten or scoring top eight? Top. He'll finish top ten scoring for okay. sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it, will he win the scoring title though? I don't. I don't think he will. You I think it's James Harden or Steph? Oh, Harden has really sort of disappointed. I know, but like, he'll just he'll get, he'll get like sixty points. Yeah, for sure. Like it'll it'll even maybe. Yeah, it's just it's it's these guys that have idled around that. Uh, I think Harden has been one or two for the past five years. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's gonna happen. Steph obviously has the shooting acumen to get it. Yep. There's gonna be games where Kyrie defers because Kyrie. There's gonna be games where Kyrie defers where he's not f- absolutely lighting it up. Like the game against um, the game against obviously he was obviously feeling that fifty point OT game, and then. He can come up big when you need him. To. Oh damn straight! And against the Knicks, it was like the perfect environment for him to take to him for him to take over. You're gonna you're gonna start seeing sort of classic Kyrie games as it. as it goes. Classic with a K, by the way. Because Kyrie, Kyrie scored fifty before. Like yeah, I feel like he I think he's, he's had big games for for the Cavs and, yeah. and Celtics. It's a good well. point. It'd be worth looking up. Uh, maybe you could look that up next week. For Nick's numbers, normally we would have some funny, fancy music. Yeah, I will. am working on the fancy music for uh, Nick's Nick's numbers. It's a new, uh, new suggested- sort of stat of the week that we're yeah. doing. Like. Naga suggested Nick's numerals. If you didn't like Nick's Ooh. numbers, do you want Nick's numerals nah, instead? Numbers is roll. You numbers didn't like better. it. I still I don't like Nick's numerals. It's yours even better. All right, if you it's your segment, you can call it what you want. But for now, it's <laughs> Nick's numbers. Like you said, it's the stat of the week. Nick, um, I put this on the dock for you because I'm essentially doing your work for you. I'm a busy man, Jack. Yes. <laughs> Next week, hopefully, you're working less. 
But for now, here's your stat, mate. What is it? Uh, via NBA stats, via NBA.com slash stats, Danny Green scored 28 points in uh, in the Lakers' first game. So that was a couple of days ago. The most in a, in a Lakers debut in franchise history. The previous mark was 27, set by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1975. Danny Green. Danny Green. Danny Green. Is obviously better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Obviously. Obviously. This and, is what this stat is telling And better me. than Kobe Bryant. And better than Shaquille O'Neal. And better than LeBron James. And better than Anthony Davis. It's simple as that. I mean... Um, men, men lie... This should be your tagline. It, it, still from Jay-Z. He didn't say it. You said it. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. Simple as right. that. Um, if... I'm surprised you didn't do this. I'm just going to put... I'm going to ad hoc this uh, next no. numbers. Uh, Kyrie scored the most points ever from debut. any any player season debut on a new team. Yeah. Why is it that the stat? Because this one is more outlandish and, and out of the box. Whereas, you know, you could expect Kyrie to do some insane things. Sure. So, so got- Danny, Danny Green, as good as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's what I've learned from Better. this podcast. Better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's what I wanted to hear. He will go down in Lakers history. Absolutely, Nick. <laughs> uh, and we'll get some fun, fancy music. We've got some cool things uh, in the works for that one. Don't worry about that. And if you guys got some stats that you want us to, to shout out on the show, you know where to find us. And, and Nick will... You know, get, go back to the spiel. You know, we that's do lots right. of spiels. We do lots of spiels. So that uh, just about does it for another week. So we'd like to say thank you for tuning in to Just Ball Things. You can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is you listen to your podcast, except Spotify. I am working on it. I did some research last week, oh, um, tricky, which though. you need to, uh, I think you were I need supposed an email, to. email, Blog Talk. Yep, follow up about it. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we are endeavouring to put ourselves on Spotify, so stay tuned for that. Uh, do us a solid if you're listening to us on Apple. Give us a rating review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Helps us out heaps. Helps other people find the show. Uh, so, remember, it's you guys that make the show great, so we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So, until next week. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey.